of Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it usually four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we are doing an unconventional episode. We're doing some combos, some sick combos, some <laughs> some cheat codes. <laughs> We're going to... video games. I went for skateboarding. <laughs> what about like Tony Hawk pro skater? Yeah, Porcano we're doing some, some sick ollies <laughs> combo. Ollie and a twist. Is that another skateboard move? I know ollie is my one. Depth. A kickflip is another one. We're doing ollies and kickflips this week and combining. <laughs> we're we're going to start off by reviewing episodes 17 and 18, and then we're going to bonus it up in here. Bonus? Bonus it up. Um... <laughs> We had a hard time deciding if we were going to combine these episodes, but we want, we've got big plans for September. I think this probably is airing in September already, so we've already moved into the, the territory of the September, but we've got plans. It's called Big Sad September. We're going to watch the saddest shows and just cry all month long. Yep. And then Emily is going to move. From one place that she loves to a new place that she will also love, but it's hard to change. To make it's changes. hard to say goodbye. Yeah. So I'm gonna just cry all month long. I'm very excited for it. So we gotta get to that. And in mm-hmm. order to do that, we're gonna combine these last two episodes, kind of speed up our goodbyes with another Oh Hey Young or Oh Hey Young again. Have you Who's seen that say? title? Oh Hey Young again. Um, yeah. Another Oh Hey Young, another Miss O. Uh, stop. Stop <laughs> renaming this show. Could, okay, so I just want to know, I want to know the exact translation. If I had been thinking about how we were doing the bonus episode right now, that's what I would have looked up. <laughs> I've made a mistake, because we're about to review some episodes and then also do a bonus that we are not prepared for. I'm not prepared yeah. for. I looked up one interview and I was like, I nailed this. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Take me into our finale. E, as you may have guessed by my tone, I'm also woefully ill-prepared for our finale. But that's fine because we have two episodes to start us off. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Objectively, the best episodes of the series. Yes, they were a lot of fun. Uh, So a lot of my feelings change, and I don't know if it's because we're a little bit ahead uh, with our recording schedule, just a couple weeks, but we have gotten some emails from some listeners that have really changed my perspective. Uh, That said, I genuinely think that like around episode 17, they started to really... um, it's finally set the the concrete of my feelings about a lot of the couples and events. You guys listened to the last couple of weeks. We've dragged this show a little, a little baby bit. <laughs> Just a little bit, and I stand by it. I, you know, I didn't like the show. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because our lovely listeners loved it so much 
and I so appreciate them telling us to watch it. And I yeah, I super appreciate them explaining why they loved it because that helps. That helps me understand. But it felt like a Chicago typewriter sort of situation where almost everybody else that watches this is probably going to like it. It's just me that didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I had some difficult times with the show. I have bought into it more. I feel like we're already doing the bonus. I feel like we're not even doing the, the review yet. Um... We'll skip around. We'll go back and forth. Yeah, we'll just jump around. This is going to be a wild and crazy time. Thanks for listening (laughs) to this. Um, Because, yes, I do think I maybe got a little bit too high on listener emails. Like, I got too stoked on them and stole all of the feelings that people had. And it it definitely helped me these last couple episodes. um, Because they're right, right? Like, it's kind of like how... We didn't love or like Chicago typewriter, mm-hmm. but we understood why people did. We could see it. They were right. It just wasn't for us. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe that's another Miss O. And then also, though, I, I did come around because I started to focus on things that we definitely didn't talk about in previous episodes. Because we were so focused on the stuff that was just so viscerally upsetting for us that was happening. <laughs> okay, like what? Um, I focused, first of all, their uh, Oh Hey Young. Our Oh Hey Young. I cannot say enough good things about that character specifically, with the exception of one moment in episode 18 where she was driving me batshit crazy and I would have kicked her out of my house too. Um... <laughs> But I love how, okay, here's a little bonus episode nugget here in the middle of a review. There's a part that um, that we didn't talk about where she, when she was still living in the studio room and she's sitting in the bathroom crying and telling herself that she won't be ashamed for, for feeling love and having her feelings because she did nothing wrong. And there's no shame in loving people, and she's good, and she doesn't deserve to be treated the way she's being treated for feeling her feelings. And I am 100% in her corner, and she was consistently that character the whole time. Even when she was going through just, like, it. Going through it. Mm -hmm. She was still so... She was consistently authentic to love and she was con- and and devoted to it. She was committed to loving the most to the extent of her feelings which she feels a lot more than I I think that I'm kind of maybe a pretty level person for the most part. Um I get spikes occasionally, but I never get Oh, hey, young or like Anna in love, or like you know, like I love very consistently and deeply, but I'm much more level with it, and they just commit, you know. Yeah, and I love that in a very cute and endearing way. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I think it was 
very much um, inspiring to see how committed Ohe Young was to everything that she felt, every emotion that she had. She was like, this is going to be my whole day, my whole week. I'm going to be in this feeling. And she would put on like these different masks to go to work or to be in social situations pretty quickly that would fall apart and she'd be like you know I'm feeling how I'm feeling I can't hide it anymore I'm gonna be me and I think it was yeah it made for a really great female lead yeah so yes that is one thing 100% and then in these last two episodes she was still that person she was still the oh hey young we came to love consistently loved and then barely talked about whoops (laughs) Because we were too busy roasting the man of her dreams. <laughs> I'm sorry, you picked an interesting one. A little hermit man. I love, yeah, that's the only interview I read was Eric Munn saying why he picked the character of Park Do Kyung and how much he loved the role and how it like changed his life. He was like, this is the best character I've ever played. I had the best time like on set and with all the people. I've learned so much from this experience. And I was like, I'm very glad for you, Eric. <laughs> I'm so sorry I did not connect with your character in the way that you did. But if one of us has to connect with him, I'm glad it was you. Yeah. He did a good job, objectively. He did. And, you know, by those last two episodes, I can really, really appreciate that once Park Do Kyung committed to giving back the love he receives instead of withholding feelings and hurting people, he really did it. He mm-hmm. he also loved very hard once he allowed himself to. And I'm glad he changed. And I think he changed for the better, but to a realistic extent. He did not become a different person. He did not start acting the way that Oh Hey Young acts when she's in love. He just allowed himself to say the things that were on his mind and, I don't know, and, and, and give back love to her as he received it. And yeah, that was very I, good. I liked it. I still wanted more from his character. Uh, <laughs> like, you know just my dream character for him I would have either liked for him to almost die sooner to get into his almost accident or get into his accident and almost die and then them have more time as a couple together or have them build up that moment more of like we're living every day like it's our last and loving very deeply and being together for these last few episodes, like have them as this really powerful unit of a couple. But I feel like they had their lovey-dovey stage for a very short amount of time before he was in a terrible accident. And yeah, I just wanted more. And I wanted him to have more friendships. I want both of them to focus more on their friendships because he had these awesome dudes around him. And I felt like they could have done more to show that he had fully changed. Almost like, again, this is just my bias. 
everybody's different. This could be a manifestation of just like the you should smile more culture in me, um, which is not good. We don't love that culture. We don't love that culture, but it's ingrained in me. And so I wanted him to go to the dinner with the director, who's been like real cute and a real Park Do Kyung hype man throughout the movie or throughout the show. And I wanted him to be relaxed and show that his love with Oh Hey Young, as special as it was, was changing him in his ability to connect with everybody and to be like, I can now connect with other people more easily because Oh Hey Young has shown me that I'm not going to get burned. But instead, they're just like, he's a mopey baby boy who doesn't look (laughs) anybody in the eyes. Until he leaves after like six minutes because the only way he has changed is that he can love literally one person now. I fully agree with that, actually. I love that point because, yes, it would have been a really beautiful commentary, especially based... I mean, I don't think... I am not a writer. I don't think they had to do this, but I agree with you that... um, providing that commentary as his character came to realize that he had been withholding love from all of his relationships, that this new love that he's found could make every aspect of his life more whole and better instead of, like you said, yeah, just the one aspect of his life. And, um, I mean, there are certain ways where I think they did that, but Maybe it wasn't as meaningful for his character specifically, but for, um, I guess, showing how things changed around him once he started to love Oh Hey Young specifically, which is to say the part where they were all in... The only part I teared up at was when they were all in the hospital after the most insanely jarring last five (laughs) minutes crunch time car accident and they're all standing Uh in the hospital and it's devastating and you think they're about to kill off his character with no resolution because how could you resolve that in like five to ten minutes and then they have that moment where all of these people are there and they find a way to comfort both oh hey young and themselves because they've decided to speak it into, to manifest that he is going to survive. And that there's just a reality, that is what reality is. And that was really lovely. And it was all of these people that he had so consistently pushed away, plus her people, I guess, like her parents. He didn't necessarily consistently push them away. He just pushed them away once and mom was like, all right, fuck you. <laughs> You push, I push twice as hard, sir. (laughs) This is my daughter. Ooh. Yeah, that was easily the best scene of the show. Uh, I think if I were to rewatch this show, I would have a much deeper appreciation for it, having watched that scene. I think it was a great culmination showing that, yeah, all these characters are just, frustrating and they bicker and they yell at each other and I think that's something that personally gives me a lot of anxiety I don't like to watch people fighting all the time and they're like that's the show man that's life that's people 
and I think that yeah is is kind of what the show is about and maybe why I didn't love it as much as I could have if you're a lot more comfortable with fighting I'm sure this would have been a great time I'm very passive I'm a doormat so I was like stop fighting guys until they start fighting at the hospital and then it's beautiful and cute and you can finally see that like that's just how these people are and it's okay with them yeah I'm also non-confrontational fully no conflict thank you that said yes I did get in an argument today about if science is real or not so maybe just confrontational enough yeah so maybe that is life maybe you just fight with is that what life is oh shit just fighting (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I feel like they're, the fighting really kind of brought it all together. Like seeing his mom fight Chairman Jong? Was that his name? Perhaps. Perhaps. It's either Jong or Kim. I forget, but we all know who I'm talking about, and that's what matters. Her telling that guy off and being like, you messed with my son, you messed with me. Look at it. Look at my face and never talk to me again. Like, that was such a perfect use of her character's insanity. It was very hard to watch in every other situation. But to see her both fight that guy and then try and go head-to-head with Oh Hey Young's mom and kind of be, like, put on her level, be like, um, excuse me, ma'am, you are not above anybody at this table. It's so good to watch it all came together so beautifully at the end that said as much as i yes fully appreciate that she used her shitty powers for good for once to annoy someone so much that they would never dare think of messing with her son again thank goodness um i did not like her character arc because i found no resolution and how she treated and i knew that was going to be the case i'm pretty sure i called it out in the second episode of our podcast, a second, I don't know, of the series of reviews. Um, yeah, I was very concerned that it would just by the end for a character who emotionally abused pretty Ohei Young and who used her son for money and who was verbally abusive to her husband as well, and just all of these nasty, <laughs> toxic traits. And I knew she there wouldn't be a consequence for them, because by the end it would be a, yeah, well, she's our mom and that's just how she is type situation. And I was unfortunately right. And I guess I just, <laughs> I saw her very much as a villain. I was not convinced that she was ever trying to get money so her kids would think of her better because she was literally asking her kids for money. Mm -hmm. That You can't do that and (laughs) hold the dollar bills that they gave you and say, what do you think of me now? Are you proud? (laughs) No, you took that from me. You took that from my hand. What do you what do you mean am I proud of you for having money? Why would I be? That's this, my money. This is wild. What are you doing? Can I have it back? I need to pay my employees. No, you can't have it back. I need to pay my loan sharks. <laughs> what? Ma'am. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair. They, you just have to forgive and forget. More, just forget. Just forget everything. They're going to dance it out. <laughs> They're going to dance it out. A little dancey wedding. Well, dan- <laughs> and everyone's got their parts and they know their parts. They prepared for this wedding dance. Anna was serving those moves. <laughs> like, I know that Eric Munn is a professional, like, boy band member. I don't know who Anna is. I forgot to look it up. She was on that stage. Like, this is my wedding now. I have memorized these moves. Get on my level, everybody. And I was on her level. I was fully watching just her. Just staring her down. And then all of the coworkers showed up and took part in the dance number. Wow. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, it was... The... Sorry, go ahead. No, you, you go. Just that dance scene was adorable. My favorite part of any drama is the final credits where they roll all the behind-the-scenes photos. And I think this was essentially that. But still in the show, this was the moment in good casting where they say, what good casting? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm here for it. I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. I loved the dance. But it was odd. It was, you know, objectively just a weird thing to do. To, like, have everybody look at the camera and be like, we did good. Yeah, I think what I struggle with with stuff like that is I immediately think, what if this was a real wedding? (laughs) (laughs) If I was in that wedding party, I would not be Anna. I wish I could be. I wish I could just bring that energy to those situations. But I don't uh, want want to do that at people's weddings. Like, I don't want to show up at someone's wedding and do a dance number in front of a camera or or not. And can you imagine if it wasn't... Is it better if it's documented or undocumented? I don't know. I would say undocumented. Just have that in your mind, because you only get better <laughs> in your memory. That's true. Um. So yes, I think that it was so cute and lovely, and it was lovely because the cast got to just have fun and like you said mm-hmm. yeah do the look at the camera and say we did good job but they did they did do good job yes but it was a lot to just where my mind went was no not at a wedding <laughs> and where my mind went was this is 18 episodes all an hour and 15 minutes long you guys make it shorter please I Yeah, I think I could have loved the show if they'd had just a, like a little less conflict. This entire show was just conflict with everybody all the time. And I think that's what some of our listeners loved about it. They were like, it's conflict, but served in comedy. How perfect is that? And I'm like, they did a good job. I just don't like conflict. And it's so much conflict. Um, I'm interested, speaking of conflict, I'm interested about how you feel about Taejin's uh, arc, especially in the last two episodes. Not as interested, I've never been as interested in his character as I was in the first few episodes, like we were really rooting for him, and then we stopped really caring about him, and I never really got 
more into his character after that first drop-off. So, like, I was never really interested, especially as he was like, I'm going to try and be a bad guy, but also be pretty bad at it. And then show that he's burned by his, like, business partner and his spiral into beating people up, just, like, beating everybody up. I I don't know. I feel like it was good that he didn't commit a murder at the end. But, yeah. like, fine. Just get out of the show, bud. You're not yeah. doing much. I think I was glad that he had to turn around and decided not to commit a murder and then had that little moment with Ohe Young where he finally was able to really let go of that whole situation. I'm I'm glad for it. I guess, yeah, based on wanting to root for him as much as we did in the first couple episodes, maybe I just didn't want to be wrong about him. Or maybe it's because he's so beautiful that I didn't want him <laughs> to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it, I, I think it's complicated, mm-hmm. especially considering that I was rooting for pretty Ohe Young by the end, even though we were really not rooting for her in the beginning, because <laughs> right? she actually yeah. had a really cool, interesting character arc. He had a not cool, interesting, but I I thought that maybe he could turn it around by himself, but he could not. He needed multiple people to be up in his mind telling him how dumb he was being before he finally was like, oh, I think I'm maybe being really dumb and it's not benefiting me at all. Uh, yeah. Which I is a lot. I think they could have had something there. Like, if we're, if we're going to rewrite it, I don't know why I'm up on my high horse today rewriting the entire show. It's what we do but in a bonus. We're, <laughs> if we're going to, if we're going to lean into this, I feel like... I might have been more interested if they'd focused on Hante Jin letting go of Oh Young a lot earlier and then what he does about his business and his business partner like betraying him and all of that, all the stuff with the chairman and the investments. Maybe I'm just into business K-dramas now. Give me those numbers. <laughs> Show me some Excel spreadsheets or something. I don't know. But uh, give me that part of Hante Jin. Let me see him put his life back together and try and fight for that. I don't know why he keeps trying to fight for Oh Hey Young's love again. Yeah, I feel like by the end it wasn't even him fighting for her love so much as it seemed to me like him being ashamed and mad and wanting revenge for the situation that he was in and so it was once again same reason he broke up with her in the first place and the way he broke up with her in the first place was pride based it was putting pride before loving a person and he did so i guess in that sense yeah he did it again he was a consistent character i just wanted him to realize that feeling that he was having of not doing the right thing on his own. And yeah, kind of like you said, go and have his own character arc uh, almost parallel to what was going on with the main couple, similar to what the pretty Ohe Young did. I don't like calling her that. Other Ohe Young did because she, she eventually 
realize, you know, oh, I think I'm jealous of Oh Young and the love that she receives. But also, that doesn't have to make me a darker person. I'm going to go on a journey. I'm going to go think about my family and my mom. And I'm going to think about the relationships that she's been through, that she dragged me through with these people. And I'm going to try and, you know, figure all of that out and be a better person from all of this. And that's what made her so cool. Yeah. And she was still very much in the background, which I think is what I wanted from Hante Jin. Yeah. I like that we could root from her from so afar that other Ohe Young had turned into such a secondary character by these last two episodes that we only saw her a couple times and she was doing a lot better. She was living her life and planning for the future and being on her own and we could root for her. But we didn't have to see every aspect of her thinking i give that 10 out of 10 love that storyline a good good character arc we stand Mm -hmm. other oh hey young against all the odds (laughs) against all the odds we came full circle we yeah i guess not full circle we did a 180 yeah we we came half circle (laughs) we turned it around um You know who else I turned around on very quickly from last episode to this episode? Tell me. That stupid couple, Park Soo Kyung and Jin Song. Yes and no. I don't know, because episode (laughs) 17, it was still painful. I still hated it. And then episode 18, I don't remember at what point... It was better, but it was, but it was hard because I didn't remember when it got better, and so I didn't fully understand. Yep. Smooth brain over here on my end (laughs) was just so into it. I was like, this is, it's making me uncomfortable to watch them be so uncomfortable around each other. It's awful. It's terrible. Then avoiding each other and then trying to get back together so poorly. But I think they, that's one of the storylines that the comedy hit really well for me I think they did a good job of being like these are just two very like awkward absurd comedy people absurd comedians where they've got a bunch of like physical comedy they're very weird and wacky and they're both consistently that way throughout the entire drama so to see them be really awkward around each other And then once it clicks, it clicks good. I really liked that. I felt like it was very validating. Their rooftop party dance together at the end was my favorite part of their whole relationship because I was like, oh, no, that that does make sense. Those two Uh doing that right now in the street. I, I would expect no less from these two. So good. Like, oh. I liked it. I was there for it by the end. Did not expect to be. I thought I would keep hating it. But, because, yeah, I still stand by. They didn't need to get together to have a kid together. But I love that they were trying to make it work. Can I say, one, we didn't need a poop joke. We never need a poop joke. But I think it's a trope of Korean dramas. Whatever. Two, that's not a toilet plunger. That's a sink plunger, bud. Figure out your plunger game, okay? 
I heard one fun fact on the internet one time, and now I'm a plunger expert. I remember when you heard that because I'm pretty sure that when me and your sister were roommates, we had a sink plunger in our bathroom. And I think you schooled us on it and we were both just kind of like, okay, we're going to keep using it though. What Are we going to get rid of this plunger now? Yeah. No, it's a plunger. It's fine. But my big, dumb, pretentious brain is like, well, I went to Plumber Academy <laughs> for a whole of two seconds. And now I know the difference between two plungers. I'm 100% that guy. But one time I just changed. So like uh, in I had a toilet that was running in one of my apartments all the time. It was just annoying mm. me because you could hear it trickling and running constantly and I replaced the seal on the inside of the tank where it drains and it fixed it and then I went to Plumber Academy and (laughs) I was that guy. So if your toilet's leaking, if it's constantly like doing a little bit of a flush, check that seal. Maybe replace it. (laughs) If you want... A toilet plunger, get the ones that are like a bulb, okay? Not the ones that are like a half circle. If it's flat on the bottom, it's not going to go into your toilet. It's not going to work. It's not going to plunge. It's not going to plunge as effectively, okay? And then you're going to think the situation's worse than it is, and it's not. You're fine. You're doing okay. It's your plunger (laughs) that's wrong. It's not you. (laughs) Ugh. And now we've got poop jokes on the podcast. These aren't jokes, Rico. <laughs> <laughs> this is Plumber Academy. The podcast with Emily and Raquel. Where we describe plumbing techniques poorly and succinctly. And, and just the most basic. of If you ask me <laughs> what a part is called, I do not know. I know the toilet. That's about it. <laughs> Uh, um, also, real on board with Anna and Hoon by the end, we were back and forth. I didn't know where that relationship was going at any point. I, yeah, I was fully on board with being like, this is a bit toxic. When she was like, either you do what I say, or we break up. Not a good look, Anna. No. But by the end, she's like, I'm gonna do the most to make sure your dreams come true. And he's like, I don't know what to do about this. Nobody's ever believed in me this much. We love to see it. We love to see it. We love to see people supporting their spouses and significant others uh, in healthy ways. But we struggle to see the other unhealthy parts of the relationship. Can it be a 100% healthy relationship? Is it still a K-drama if there's not issues between the couple, the secondary couple? (laughs) I mean, that's kind of this K-drama in a nutshell. There's just problems. Yeah. You just fight. That's what you do. That's the tagline. You just fight. That's what you do. Um, um, real good. Real good. I, I do love their relationship as well. I also... Do you want to play Who's That Face a little bit? I do, because I didn't do that part of my research, so I'm real excited for you to do it 
live for me now. Yes, using my computer live on air. We are learning who that face is. Anna really was. You were right. You guessed it in your mind when you saw her serving up the best moves at the wedding party. She is a former member of idol girl group Kara. Or is it Kara? I wouldn't know. I've never heard of them, but I'm so glad to hear it. I also didn't know that Eric Munn was in a boy band until I looked it up. I thought he was an actor, which he is. He's serving in this drama. He deserves his title of rom-com king. He did a great job. But when I heard that he was a very popular guy, I just assumed he was a very popular actor. I think he's popular for his singing and his acting. I looked up a video of his last um, stage comeback. I think it was their last one. It was 2018. He's in a group called Xinhua. And the latest video that I saw was from 2018. And he's wearing a white suit. They all are. Full white suit with, like, the, the vest, but no shirt underneath. So, like, pretty deep V in the front there. And then Eric Munn has a choker. And it's a look. He's I mean, doing I love the a most. choker. I love a uh-huh. choker. He looks good in it. It does something for me. Go look it up. I will wa- I do want to watch that though. I do want to see his videos cuz I feel like I don't doubt that he is an incredible singer and has some amazing dance moves. For some reason, it doesn't read in his countenance in this K-drama. Right? What a good actor to be like, this character is nothing like me. He's just a little bit closed off. He's maybe a bit too cool. Doesn't really connect with anybody because he's so cool. That's, That's not the vibe I get from real Eric Munn at all. He seems like the most charismatic, the most, like, magnetic person. This from one video I watched of him where I wanted to be next to him, you know? <laughs> yeah, also wearing a choker. Also wearing a choker, wearing a matching <laughs> choker. <laughs> uh, the other day I was cleaning out my room in my the home I grew up in. It's been a while. I say the other day, it's been literally months. It's been seven months since this happened. Okay. (laughs) And I found my choker. Do you remember the ones that were plastic, that were multiple thin plastic bands woven in almost a flower-like pattern? And it was black. It was all black. I loved that thing. I remember when it was... Let's go back to... It must have been around 1998, 1999. I wore that choker for a whole summer. It would have been 1999, because I wore it for a whole summer. And then when I turned eight years old, uh, wow, I'm about to reveal a little tidbit about myself. I think maybe I already have. I was raised in the Mormon church. And at eight years old, you get baptized, and you have to wear all white. There's special... wardrobe you have to wear and then when you change out of the wet clothes that you were baptized in you still wear all white so I changed into a white dress and they did all the other baptism stuff 
it's a thing for them. Just trust me if you don't, if you're not familiar. It's just a thing for them. It's like a quinceanera or something. Um, I don't know if it is though. I just <laughs> that, <laughs> that was actually really bad. Yeah, but <laughs> I guess just to compare to a, a cultural thing, right? Yeah, and so I remember being devastated when my mom told me I had to take my black choker off because oh, I could no. not wear that for my baptism. I mean, I would have given up the washing away of my sins for that choker, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> I did that later. Yours is a much sweeter story than mine, I think. My only experience with chokers was I remember... I was probably 12 or 13 and I had like a little ribbon that I tied around my neck in like a little bow and that was my choker. So cute, right? Yeah. Very fashionable as I claim, as I proclaim it to be. And my dad looked at it and said, just be careful. If that gets caught on something, it could choke you to death. Very, uh realistic isn't that all necklaces though i guess or just chokers i think just maybe i had like double knotted it and he was like um just be careful of that little bow there maybe the bow was gigantic i don't know what it was (laughs) about this choker but my dad saw the fear (laughs) of god and he was like I wouldn't wear that if I were you. And I was like, I didn't assume you would. But I never wore a choker again. <laughs> yeah. Understandable. That's terrifying. Right? What a weird thing to say to your little daughter. But also, now that I have a little daughter, I would do it. <laughs> Looks like you're going to die today, huh? <laughs> what? Oh, just those shoes. They're just like death traps i think what if you just fell and broke both your ankle and your neck and you were dead i mean i they're cute so like (laughs) do what you want do whatever you feel but like i'm just saying your shoes could kill you (laughs) oh parenthood you're just scared of everything all the time just constantly terrified and that's all sometimes it slips out i feel like there's a lot of those moments that now looking back my dad probably had to hold it in and be like don't tell your kid they're gonna die today that's now's not a good time keep it to yourself just to just wait just wait for the perfect time (laughs) (laughs) choose your battles okay today it's gonna be the chokers nope no chokers (laughs) um did you know eric mana's married no to whom uh, Nahaimi, who, who yeah, is... like I thought. Why would I know that? In some movies and some dramas. Uh, nothing that I've seen. She was in Cheese in the Trap in 2018, what? though. The movie that they made, not no, this No, I didn't watch that one. <laughs> she can't be in that. No, that can't be true. That can't be true. Yeah, we haven't not seen any Amy. of that stuff. Come on. Um... Yeah, so that's it on... I ha- We haven't seen him before, so that's it for his portion of Who's That Face. Uh, obviously, Omnimom was here 
the mom of all moms, the mom of all K-drama actors and actresses. Both of them. Both these moms were yeah. Omnimoms. Two of the Omnimoms. Two of, like, three Omnimoms were here. <laughs> we love to see it. Yeah. Um, the other Oh Hey Young has been in quite a few things. She's been around doing shows since 2003. Whoa. <gasps> she was in Korean Ghost Stories! <gasps> That's your show. That's my show. If you haven't heard... On our Patreon, I reviewed a couple episodes of Korean Ghost Stories. They are very interesting. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> um, it's interesting because it says she was in episode 8 called Gumiho, but I remember episode 1 being about a... Are there two Gumiho episodes? I don't. Go hard on the Gumihos. I mean, there's like a million dramas about them. That's true. Uh, we have not seen anything that she is in. Besides that. I haven't, at Whoops. least. Whoops. Alright, moving on to more Who's That Face. <laughs> I'm like, rapid fire trying to go through all the faces, and I don't know anybody from anything, except our Miss O. She was in a lot of big name shows. You know who she reminded me of enough that I had to look it up just to be sure that she was not the same person? Who? She reminds me of the actress in Strong Woman Do Bong Soon. Oh. They have very similar facial features and they're very sweet, I mm -hmm. guess, that they are good at, at getting that character sweetness across. I see that. I don't think I'll ever get over... K-dramas having the most beautiful people in the world play roles that are supposed to be quote-unquote unattractive. It is very hard to suspend disbelief enough to watch a drama where they're like, oh, it's the ugly Oh Hey Young. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, are we looking at the same person? It kind of starts to just hurt my feelings a little bit. <laughs> I try not to take stuff like that personally or think or or put too much into looks, but also I am a product of society and beauty standards, and I have to fight against that every day, and it does not make it easy, the, the battle against unrealistic beauty standards when you take unbelievably beautiful human beings and call them the ugly one in a comparison test. Like what? Ma'am, then what am I? Every day I battle. Every day I battle to feel good in the skin that I have that is healthy and and happy. So please, for the love of God, don't take that away from me. Just start... I don't know. I was going to say start casting actually ugly people. But, like, we can't say that there are actually ugly people on Earth. And, like, who am I to be like, just cast someone not as good looking as me, and then I'll feel better about myself. Like... Emily, come on. Be better. <laughs> uh, um, can I say one thing about the drama that I forgot? That I, It was super confusing because of my face blindness for like a hot minute. But when I figured it out, it was an interesting aspect that was insane. I'm ready. I was really into one of Park Do-kyung's therapists going and finding 
the singer yeah. who had died. And saving him. <laughs> and saving him. Temporarily. And then we uh, had to go through that sadness. Yeah, he's, he's alive by the end of the drama, which is cool. Where, though? When? How? In the hospital scene, they when the mom's looking at the calendar, it pans down to a TV that says that he regained consciousness in the hospital. Why did we say he was dead? Maybe we need to be a little bit more careful with what we report on the TV. I really feel like that big billboard in Times Square that was like, he's dead, was a little bit, a little bit jumping the gun there. In Seoul Times Square. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe calm down, Seoul Times Square. And uh, <laughs> maybe say he was found unconscious. Like, yeah. that's scary enough, but to just be like, he's dead, and then later be like, he's not dead, don't worry. <laughs> he's <laughs> <bit> much. Because <sighs> if he dies, the main character dies, apparently their fates are completely tied. Completely tied. If you're oh. a bird, I'm a bird. If you go, I go. Yikes, to be tied to a much older man. That's, that's <laughs> rough. But you know, that ain't, them's the breaks. Um, also, I, I hope he's yeah. okay because we the last time the all the times we saw him, he didn't seem to be okay. He just seemed to be intended what stress fodder, I guess to be <laughs> to be like if he dies, so does Chaboy. So it, what's he gonna do? And he's like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm not happy. I need mm -hmm. professional help. And then a therapist who stopped him from committing suicide says. Yeah, just live one more day. I really... I'm keeping you alive so that this other guy can stay alive. But also so that you can stay alive. Um, not what I needed to hear right now. Thank you, doctor. Yeah. Maybe, like, some therapy... Maybe we could talk about some mental health stuff and really narrow down... Do not talk to this guy. He is a <laughs> quack. He is insane. Don't pick him. Pick yeah. anyone else. I mean, he does a lot for his patients insofar as he will save the life of another human that is tied to his patients. That said, he <laughs> will not maybe give that human that needs grace and help what they need. But It seems like his friend, because he got access to his house. Yeah, He's how did he get with in? Him. They're chilling like they're old buds. I don't know what's happening. But that, I love that they were just like, here's a new storyline for you all. In case this show wasn't messy enough, watch these two background dancers just jam it out to this really slow, sad song. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, those background dancers. I thought about that for a bit. I wondered what that job was like for real, though. Mm-hmm. Because it's one thing to get on stage and, you know, do the high-energy background dancing that's a bit of a spectacle. Mm -hmm. That low-energy, calming, almost mesmerizing <laughs> backup dancing. But on stage, twinner outfits. Standing still. Barely any leg movement. Just, like, lots of arms and swaying. Why is it necessary? <laughs> We would have had a nice time without any dancers. Okay. It was a choice. <laughs> is that the last thing we want to say about this show? Um, no, do I do want to talk about the dad a little bit. 
Okay. Um, because we definitely also, that's one of those things I meant to bring up when I talked about things and characters that I started to focus on that I really loved. That man did not get enough credit for just holding it together constantly for his incredibly emotional and moody wife and daughter. (laughs) I love that man. He was a very good character. Remember when he called Park Do Kyung? Literally just to let him know that he wants him to make himself some tea because it will be good for him. Oh my god. That was so cute. Just like, go find these vegetables, son-in-law. They're good for you. What what a cute little old man thing to do. Yeah, I guess guess I'm your father-in-law now. So anyway, how about... Nice talking to you. Be sure to eat healthy. (laughs) Okay, papa. (laughs) okay i will i have a dad i love a lot but also i don't think he'd ever do that for any of my significant others no it's a weird move and i love it i don't know why i said any of my significant others i have i have one boyfriend (laughs) things are going well (laughs) well enough that i dropped all the other ones so (laughs) that's a sign but (laughs) Your dad's never called any of them. Yeah, I've been married for four and a half years. I don't think my dad's ever called my husband once. But one time your husband did live with your mom at home Mm -hmm. while you went to uh, camp. You were a camp counselor, and that still blows my mind. I still love it so much. It's pretty precious. They lived together for a couple weeks and enjoyed it. They had a nice time. Yeah, and we lived together with my dad for a while, for a good month or so. Mm-hmm. My, our families are very close. It's very cute. But uh, probably still wouldn't call with a recipe, you know? It's just, we love to see it. I love a passive character, and the father was exactly that. He was going to keep the family together. He was the only person not fighting. I don't know why we developed our Peanuts voices. <laughs> Keep the family together. (laughs) Cute. I'm glad you remembered to give him a little shout out because he's so passive that I probably probably would have forgotten him. Yeah. Yeah, but he was good. He was good dad. He was good man. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he was good husband. And he was just good. He was good. He deserves an award, but he doesn't qualify for any of our awards. So bummer. Yeah. You'll get him next time. Do we have? Do we have any award winners? I cannot think of anyone who qualifies for either of our awards. No. So we have the Bus Stop Girl Award, which is for a character, usually nameless. Usually they have one scene in one episode, so they're very hard to remember. We had an anti-Bus Stop Girl. Ooh. Who Uh, was that? The one when Taejin stopped at the bus stop. And she was in the passenger seat because she was, I guess, busting him out of jail. I still do not know. Oh. And she made Oh Hey Young feel really insecure because at that point she, I don't think, was looking to get back together with Taejin, but she also. Kinda wanted him to be broken. Yeah. Didn't want Hopefully him to so. necessarily be moving on because she didn't know he had been in prison at this point. She thought they broke up because he didn't want to watch her eat. Yeah, usually our bus stop girl does a good turn, but 
This is the anti-best up girl. Yep. Good um, nomination. Yeah. And that's all I've got. I'm Yeah, definitely no happy award winner. Maybe that's... movie director could be the best stop girl. He had very few <gasps> lines. I don't think he has a name. And he was a nice man. Yeah. He just didn't do anything, right? Like he Yeah. Didn't, he, he did didn't a good turn by inviting Park Do Kyung to a Really cool dinner with a bunch of directors that Park Tokyung bounced from, but... He did a good turn by being like, can you come out to this barley field? It's going to be cut down tomorrow. Can you work extra hours today? And then you can bring your girlfriend. I guess that's romantic. It turned into a whole mess. But I feel like director On, for his part, tried. Yeah. You're right. Um, he did have a name. Hoon said it. And for some reason, it's stuck in my brain. <laughs> yeah. And the Happy Award winner goes, like, deep in our hearts, above and beyond. That is a person who is more precious than anything in this world. Nobody was like that in this show. The dad came close, but, you know, he wasn't, like, too precious for this world. He was just good, good dad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone that we could even nominate for Happy. That's why dogs usually get it. Yeah, and there wasn't a dog here that I saw. Was there a dog? I don't think so. If it was, if there was, they would get the Bust Up Girl Award and the Happy Award, because I don't remember them. Yep. <laughs> what would you rate this show? Um, oof, that's tough. What would you rate this show? Uh, oh, people are going to be so mad at me. So, I would give it a seven. Okay. I was thinking I'd maybe give it an 8, so Play on K could give it a 7.5. Okay. That's a good rating. <laughs> I feel like I'm biased because I just didn't have a lot of fun with it, but that's what my rating is for. Yeah. Yeah, my, my points were definitely docked because, you know, there there were some things, but also I, I there were parts I was able to connect with. Fairly well. Enough to give it an 8. But I think 7.5 is a good place to sit. Just right between us. Right between where we feel. Nice. Um, thank you so much, Allison, for recommending this show. I, w I want to say that. I didn't want to say it after dragging it, but I did anyways. I hope you know that this doesn't take away from my love for you. <laughs> I'm Not sorry I didn't like the show. Yeah, but I like I, you. Uh, I loved it, and I'm so glad you recommended it. I'm glad we watched it. I don't, I don't regret watching this in any way. I think it's a good drama. It just that you know, it didn't always connect with us, but it was there were parts that connected very well for me, and I think that yeah, I if you have a recommend, we'll always take them because we love you, Allison, and you did a good job. We love all of our listeners. And we love you, Allison. And, yeah, thank you. I think this is one of those dramas that's always on the, like, top recommended on Vicky that I would have just passed by for a really long time. And as a podcaster, I put myself on a little tiny pedestal. And I'm like, you should be watching all the dramas, especially the, like, biggest ones, the highest rated ones. This was one of those that I felt pressured to watch, but I never would have gotten around to 
because when the pressure is only internal, I don't do anything about it. Classic. <laughs> Classic. So I'm grateful to have watched it. I feel like I did my homework and in like a good way. Like I can pat myself on the back for the rest of time. Yeah, it was worth it. It was worth a watch and worth a review. I it was fun talking about it. It was fun roasting yeah. the shit out of characters. <laughs> I hope you guys also had fun. Yeah. If you did, you can email us at playonkeypodcast at gmail.com. If you didn't, you can also email us. <laughs> Let us know if we missed any award winners or, you know, anything else. Um, you can give us a little tiny, a little baby hey, a little hey, over at uh, <laughs> at our social media. We're at playonkpodcast on Instagram or at playonk on Twitter. The medium-sized hey's can be left in the comment section on our website at playonk.com. You can find a link to our Patreon there, all our existing backlog of episodes. You can find a sign-up for our newsletter where you can hear what I've watched every month and know, be updated whenever we start a new show, which will be starting next week. And you can also find our affiliates, NordVPN, Skillshare, and Blueberry Podcasting. Yeah, dang, that was everything, except that you can find us on a bunch of streaming platforms where you can often rate, review, or subscribe, or some combination of those things, and every single one of those things also helps us. It makes us feel happy and good, and like we're in the right place doing the right thing, and it also helps other K-Drama podcast listeners find us. Yeah, if you want to subscribe to our Patreon and support us directly and get access to all of our bonus content, that's patreon.com slash play on K. Yeah, and then I think that's just about it. So join us next week for the beginning of Big Sad September, and we're, we're going hard. Let's cry together. Big Sad September. We're watching Move to Heaven. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let's go cry. <laughs> Okay, bye. Okay, bye.